evening, everybody. Welcome to Transformation Intensive, Second Movement, Week 19. Um, this is our first TI since um, the beginning of Lent. And um, Lent, in Old English, means lengthen. Often we think of Lent and we think of less, like of giving up things, of food, of activities, or any other thing that might sway us from focusing on Christ. Less makes room for more, and this is good. But thinking of Lent as lengthening changes the perspective a little bit. Lengthening may mean lingering, reflecting, patiently noticing. The words of classic scholar Darcy Weir capture the, uh, this essence. All of us possess, at least potentially, the ability to pay close attention to what is before our eyes, to be patient as we behold an object or a scene, to linger on it long enough, tenderly and attentively enough, for it to begin to reveal its own unique nature. And this is just what we're doing in, this week, in these weeks of TI. Um, in the first movement, we scanned back and got a big picture of God's love for his creation and his love for us forgiven sinners. In the second movement, where we are now, we zoom back in and we, we look at Jesus himself. We focus on him, his personal call to us, his compassionate healing of our wounds um, in, in the week ahead, how he is water, light, and life. Val encouraged us to pay attention to the human emotions that are central to each story and keep in mind that Jesus was dependent on the Holy Spirit just as we are. So we want to enter into Jesus' experience. Um, in the days and weeks ahead, days that are literally lengthening and bringing forth new life from the earth, finally, <laughs> um, we, may we come to Jesus with this sense of lingering, of giving ourselves the space and the length of time to behold and to see what Jesus wants to reveal to each one of us. As you engage with the TI materials in the weeks ahead, may it be a time of lengthening for you. Uh, may you find that time to patiently notice and linger. And may you discover a way of seeing Christ that draws you closer to him and speaks to your soul and kindles a fresh fire of love in your heart for him. We're going to have some time tonight to worship and uh, time for you to just reflect and bring things to the Lord Jesus Christ um, as we move along. If you want to have a little bit of room, we'll, we'll sing some praise to him and then be quieter for a while. I'll play or sing. You can sing if you want or just be quiet or go to a different place in the room, but just to see if there's anything that the Holy Spirit has been touching in you about Jesus healing um, 
anything that you want to bring up and out to him, to give to him, like sins, confession, repentance, just reflecting on those things while we're in Lent. Um, so Jesus treats our weaknesses tenderly always, and we want to have him heal those weaknesses and broken things inside of us too. So we're going to just have some time and space. So um, let, I think let's stand as we start singing, but then feel free to sit or kneel or move to somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you may be seated. Um, before I introduce next week, I want to invite you just to be present to what you were feeling or imagining or thinking during that time of song. It could be um, a good feeling of the presence of God or of comfort, or it, you may have become aware of something, um, something else, something painful. And I encourage you now in just the next minute or two as we sit in silence to just be present to that and to um, talk to the Lord about it or just to sit in it and be aware of it for a minute or two before we move on. Amen. Um, tonight I want to introduce to you uh, Jesus, Water, Light, and Life. And you may have noticed that we're skipping week 18 in your Transformation Intensive Notebook. And that is due to making an adjustment because of the weeks we missed for the polar vortex. Um, 
So we are on uh, page 100 of your TI notebook. And what you may notice is that this particular week is there's just very little material. Um, it's basically just one page with very few instructions, and that is because uh, we're really slowing down and lengthening, as Brenna mentioned in the introduction, uh, which means we're actually only praying with three passages of Scripture this week. However, they are rather, uh, they're some of the most lengthy and involved stories. Um, the first from John 4 is about the woman at the well. Uh, it's 41 verses, which is a lot. Um, and then with um, the man born blind, and that's a relatively complicated story. And then finally with the raising of Lazarus uh, from the dead, which is also a complicated story. Um, just a couple of things to make note of. First is that we're dealing with very elemental human experiences that have sort of two um, realities to them. They have their literal meaning, like blindness, like the, the healing of one's physical eyes. But then the way that, of course, symbolizes all kinds of spiritual uh, blindnesses that we can experience and social blindness um, and then the thirst of the woman at the well, right? We have the literal thirst, but then we have what she is so thirsty for. And then uh, with Lazarus, we have, of course, his physical death, but we also have the way that that's so often this, the symbolic of the little deaths, you know, that we die through the course of our lives and the unusual challenge we have sometimes when we've been raised from the dead but not unwrapped from those grave cloths. So I encourage you to... Um, just enter very freely into these as um, metaphors for critical human experiences. Um, I, I think of how it would reduce these stories if we use them into, into some sort of manual for physical healing, right? Because they have so many more um, meanings beyond the obvious literal meaning. My suggestion to you, because there are only three of these stories, is that you spend a little bit of time praying with all three, but also that you are open that perhaps you will end up spending a lot of time with one of these stories. Uh, when I uh, prayed with this story, it had only, only been a few years since my father died, and I was with him at his death. So, you know, the, the vividness of actually being with someone as they die was very real, and um, I had been not that long ago at a pastoral call as well, um, you know, where I got there just after the person had died. So I had that just there very available to my imagination to use. So it may be that there's something in your life that is really helpful. And then the other thing is because these stories have so many characters, you could actually pray through it from the perspective of different characters. Um, so, for example, when I prayed with the story of Lazarus, um, I, I prayed with Mary and Martha once, and then I also prayed with it from the perspective of Lazarus. Um, one thing to uh, just be aware of is that when we get to contemplating the resurrection of Christ, we will not actually contemplate him rising from the dead. However, we get to get pretty close to that, right, when we pray about um, Lazarus. So um, I, I hope that you enjoy that. I'm going to read you, just for fun, a little something out of um, my journal that you might 
I don't know, maybe it'll spark your imagination. So this is just a kind of a reflection a little bit on both perspectives. Um, in this contemplation, I narrowed my contemplation primarily to Lazarus' experience. I placed myself in the room where he was dying. Mary and Martha were in the room with him. He was mostly aware of his sister's emotions. Martha was restless and unable to sit still. She kept going to a window to see if Jesus was coming. She was feeling anxious and angry. Lazarus was concerned for her and not really paying much attention to his own demise. Mary was very present to Lazarus, but lost in her sadness. She was disappearing into herself. She was resigned to his death in a way that approached despair. She seemed to have forgotten all about Jesus. Lazarus was concerned for his sisters, not really aware that he was slipping into unconsciousness and death. I was seeing the situation from his perspective and it seemed I slipped into a place of darkness. I was cold and quiet. Then I heard my name being called as if from far away, a faint calling of my name, Valerie. I felt only half awake, disoriented, standing, but instantly to my feet. I was aware that I was wrapped and that my vision was obscured. Movement was difficult. He cannot wrap, unwrap himself. He needs others to do that for him. So that was one day, and then I continued to pray about it the next day. I won't read that to you, but, I, but there's just so much human drama here. And so I encourage you to really just pay attention to the human drama there, to the emotions, to the confusion. Um, there's just a lot to pray with here. Something that really strikes me about these passages is that in um, all of them, there's a certain way in which people talk back to Jesus. Um, there's a lot of back and forth conversation. And so I think these stories help us to, to even more deeply enter into this very living friendship where we can kind of push back and ask some clarifying questions of, of the Lord and to hear his, his response. And then just a word about next week. Um, we're actually doing something we have not done in the whole five years of TI, and that is we're uh, designing, I hope, a very creative um, experience for you all next week. So we'll begin up here, and then we will uh, process in silence down to the sanctuary, and then we have something special planned for you that will be very uh, quiet and contemplative, and then we will come back up here for um, the instructions for next week. So in the event that you show up here next week and it appears no one's here, um, please come down to the sanctuary. It could be that we have begun without you. Um, that's all I have. Uh, enjoy listening to one another and sharing with one another in your listening groups.